Why should you stop eating sugar? Unfortunately, I can't answer that for you. But when you get to the bottom of that question, you'll have a powerful tool that will support you to make the commitment to figure this out for yourself. Hi, my sweet friends. Today, I wanna talk about the foundational component of uncovering and discovering your why. It may seem super obvious to you why you wanna cut down on sugar, but I still suggest that it's really important to articulate it clearly. And that is so we can use it as a tool to rely on to create the feelings we need to actually follow through. No, a couple of sentences are not the only thing you need to keep you committed, but figuring this out, writing it down, and getting in touch with your deepest values, it will offer you a much needed life raft when things get hard and you know we inevitably say, why am I even doing this? I mean, I'll be honest, it has to be important to you. You have to be doing it for a reason. And I think that because, you know, you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't know it wasn't going to be hard for you. If you're the type of person who's just like, I'm going to give up sugar because the thought occurred to me, you know, I just got this idea and the next day I'm going to give up sugar. Some people do that, but I don't think they would identify as sugar addicts and they probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I'm going to assume that it's going to be difficult in parts, you know, and this is the reason that this why statement that we're figuring out here, this uncovering of our motivations and our real desires and values is going to help us stay the course, like when the going gets tough. So I really like to call it a tool. It isn't a standalone tool. It works in conjunction with the other tools I'm going to teach you, but it's pretty necessary. And I do think that it's worth taking time and mental energy to really figure this out. And you'll discover a lot about yourself, actually, when you do this. So it's important and it supports my idea that when we learn how to allow and then overcome our over-desire for sugar, we can use that skill in so many other areas of our lives that we might be struggling in because we're learning about ourselves. Referring back to my last podcast, I think self-discovery is valuable in whatever way that we can get it. And so, so let's just use this in that way too. So the why is the key to our motivation. That's why it can't be ignored. But I want you to notice that motivation comes in a couple different flavors. It comes in negative motivation, like away from motivation, where there are consequences that happen when I eat too much sugar and I want to get away from those consequences, move away from those consequences. There's also positive motivation going towards something that you want. So maybe there is this vision of us where we can go into a space where there's sugar available and it doesn't consume our every thought. It doesn't distract us from experiencing that moment and it doesn't feel like it's the only thing we can think of. So the positive motivation could be that vision of you at a party and you're having so much fun, totally present with everyone there, enjoying the experience and not giving a second thought to what's on that dessert table. If we can create a vision of ourselves going into a room like that and just, yeah, there's sugar there, whatever. It's not that important. It's just one of the array of things that are here, but I want to enjoy being here, being with friends and family, and I have no anxiety about the sugar temptations. How would that feel? And how could we actually have a different identity? 
And there's other positive things that we can move towards also, but those are things that you have to discover for yourself. What is your exciting vision of the future without all those thoughts of sugar? What do you look forward to doing or feeling like or being? That's deeply personal, what will be enticing to you. Now consider what are the things you're moving away from, and I think that there's a lot of them. We can list those off the top of our head, of course, because negative consequences loom so much bigger in our minds just because of the way humans work. We're solution-oriented. We're keeping an eye on those problems. We keep our attention on problems so that we can fix them. So I'm sure you can quickly name off all the negative consequences to eating too much sugar. That's easy. It is useful to take a look at those and really decide what is the most important negative consequence so that it feels real and personal to us. But spending some time to clarify what that positive motivation is for not eating sugar is probably something you haven't done before. And I think it's really important. So what would it really be like and how would your life be better if you were not eating so much sugar? Also not being distracted by sugar, not thinking about it at all. Imagine not having it be the central conflict of your life. So this is how I want you to begin to find your why. Basically, because everyone's why is different, we have to ask ourselves questions to dive into what is most important to us. Or if I'm your coach, I'll ask the questions. So I like to start with, where are you now? What are you feeling now? How much do you eat sugar now? In the past, how has this affected you? How is it affecting you now? How does it affect others? What is your identity right now? So starting there, I think it's very clarifying because then you can really see, oh, this is the contract of what I don't want and why this is really a problem. And that's very useful to lead you to what you do want. Because sometimes when I ask people, what do you want? That's too big of a question. Like, well, you know, I want to be perfect and never eat sugar again. It's so vague and it's so big. So starting from where you are now, I think that it will kind of highlight what the problem is that you want to solve for, and then you can focus on that. What's really bothering you about that? Because this is really different for different people. So get that clear where you are now, and then as you reflect on that, you can start asking, where do you want to go? What is the final destination that you want to arrive at? What's the final goal you'd like? How do you envision your life without the over-desire for sugar? It's funny because a lot of times when I ask people this, they tell me, oh, well, the only thing I can imagine is that I won't eat sugar ever again because they think sugar is irresistible. And if they eat just a taste of sugar, it's all downhill and they'll never stop. Because actually there's a lot of gray in between that black and white that you can explore and you can try to imagine Because you have to really take into account your whole life, what's going on in your life and how you want to live your life. You don't live in a vacuum. There are other people there and circumstances that you'll find yourself in. And if you think long-term, it's important to keep all that real life in mind too. So what does that actually look like for the rest of your life? So when you're asking yourself, what's the end goal? Where do you want to be in regards to sugar? then you can start to clarify that vision and make sure that it's reasonable, not punitive, and make sure that it's actually what you want long-term. 
make sure it reflects your values. And it's not just what you've seen other people do, or it's what other people expect of you, or even like this idealized vision of yourself. I definitely fell into that trap a lot. But really try to put yourself in that position and think about how you actually want to live. And I want you to keep in mind that if you don't eat sugar at all, you're not going to be a better person. That's not why we're doing this. So take that part off the table. Take any morality out of it that you're going to be better and more worthy if you are sugar-free. And really think about what you want. And anyway, you don't want to be one of those people that's like, I never eat sugar. And then they seem like they're preaching to you or they seem like they think they're better than you because they don't eat sugar. Truly, it has nothing to do with your worth as a person. But you can ask yourself questions like, how does eating sugar affect your life now? How do you want it to affect your life? How do you want to change that? How does it affect others? Think about all that and how that would look in the best possible scenario. And I love this question. Ask yourself, who will you become if you reach your goal? It's kind of an exciting question. I love it. Now, you aren't going to be a better person, but maybe you will gain self-trust. You'll be more present as you shed the shame you carry, maybe. Hopefully, you'll be kinder to yourself, and that can lead to some wonderful things. The central question here is why do you want to eliminate your over-desire for sugar? Answer that and then just keep asking why, but why, but why? Why is that important to you? Almost like a two-year-old. You're going to answer something like, I want to be free of constantly thinking about sugar and ask yourself, why? Because it distracts me from what's really important to me. Then ask, why do you want to think about what's important to you? Or you can ask clarifying questions like, what is important to you that you want to focus on instead? You might answer, I could focus on my real goals and then clarify what those are. Why is that important? You'll likely uncover your real values and those core values, um, values like freedom or contribution, love, achievement, those are the real why. And I'm going to give you a tip. Sometimes it's easier to try to explain it to another person. If we're just writing in our journal, we can assume that we know what we're referring to and it it makes sense what we're saying and why we're saying it. But when we're explaining it to another person, it prompts us to think about it in a new way. How do we explain to this other person what's really the desire in our hearts? So if you have someone that you trust, it's a great idea to request that person ask you why, like a two-year-old, to help you clarify things to yourself. I think when you explain it to another person, actually, you may not fall into that trap of thinking you're going to be a perfect person. So I think that's very helpful. There's a good reason why I don't want you to think that it's a necessary part of being a better person to not eat sugar or to lose weight or whatever. There's this cycle of, I'm not good enough as I am, and I need to be better by not eating sugar. And that makes you feel inadequate, like not enough. That feeling of inadequacy is so uncomfortable. So then we have to create comfort for ourselves. And the easiest way to do that is with sugar, right? We've been doing that for a while. It's our habitual way of creating comfort for ourselves. And then because we believe eating no sugar is better and eating sugar is a moral failing, we feel worse, and 
then we turn to sugar to help us feel better. So you can see how it's a cycle. The way out of that cycle is to shift that belief that we are better if we don't eat sugar. Allow for the possibility that your worth has nothing to do with whether you're doing it right. Especially since you're the one creating the label of right and wrong. Some people don't think eating sugar is wrong. People have different beliefs. Some people label this or that as right or wrong. And I'm not here to poke holes in what you think is right or wrong. But what I'm asking you to do is to take sugar out of that dichotomy because it's not useful for us. It's actually working against us in our goals. And we need to make sure that the why springs from our real desire, our real values, not just to escape shame and because we keep making ourselves feel bad because we eat sugar. And then if we don't eat sugar, then we think we'll feel better. But we're just making ourselves feel bad to begin with. So let's just kind of opt out of all that and then really ask ourselves the question, what do we really want? And... I don't have an answer for you. Every client of mine has a different answer to this. But the common through line to all of them is wanting freedom, wanting to free up the headspace that sugar and what they're going to eat and when they're going to eat it and how they're going to get it and freeing up all that headspace so they can think about and put their energy towards other things that are more important to them. So maybe you ask yourself the question, If you weren't thinking about sugar and why you should be or shouldn't be eating it, how you wish you weren't eating it, how you're failing yourself by eating it, and when are you going to eat it next? And being distracted by the arguments with yourself about how you're going to eat this and are you going to eat that? Should you stop here and get that something? All those things. So if you weren't distracted by all of that, if it wasn't taking up so much of your mind, what would you want to spend that mental and emotional energy doing? What goal do you want to reach for that's really important to you? That could be a very powerful why for you if it taps into what you truly value. So spend some time exploring the answers to these questions and then I want you to distill it into a sentence or two for your reference. I mean, you can make this as long or as short as you want, but make it powerful and like evocative to you so you remember what's important important to you because the way we want to use this is we want to keep it handy if you can post it somewhere or make sure you have access to it and take a look at it on the regular so that you can feel it i explained before that our thoughts like the senses that we think about create our feelings so when you read that why when you think about that why and you allow yourself to really live in the possibility of that why what is the feeling that it gives you and does that feeling Drive the action you want. I think the feelings of love, commitment, excitement are great to motivate you. I do not want you to create a why that evokes guilt or shame or discouragement or embarrassment. Those feelings drive the action of hiding and giving up, so they're not useful to us. But what are some useful emotions that you want your why to really create for you? Actually, it's remember the emotions and not create because you're just reminding yourself of what's important to you. Love is a big one. I think excitement is a big one for me. It's one of my favorites. Pride, determination is a valuable one, especially when things are difficult. So when you review it, that why statement on a regular basis, I want you to feel it and see if the emotion is the one that you want to drive your actions as you take the specific steps to give up sugar, 
or cut down on sugar. So this is going to be part of the experiment. Get curious. Does this why help you? Does it get you into the mindset and the emotional space that you want and need to take you on the challenge of reducing your desire for sugar? Will it help you say no? Don't worry, it's not the only tool, so it doesn't have to be magic, but if it doesn't help you feel what you want to feel, go ahead and rewrite it. Try something else. Maybe part of it's really powerful and part of it you're not feeling because you thought maybe it was important to you, but it's not. I mean, it's really easy to not be clear about what we want because we're getting messages all the time from everyone around us about what society and other people think we should want. What you want is this or this or this. Everyone's got an opinion on what we should want. So sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not the first draft. It may be a process to figure out why we want it. Don't think that if it's not a lofty, beautiful reason, that it's not a valid reason. There may be a value a real value under that reason that's super important to you. The way we check for it being a useful tool is just how does it make us feel? Does it make us feel determined? Does it make us feel love? Does it make us feel excitement? Does it make us feel committed? That's the big one. And then when we have this why, we're going to use it to create our commitment to ourselves. Now, commitment is just putting boundaries around something that you want to remind yourself that that's what you want in those moments when you're not feeling motivated, when you're not feeling clear, this commitment is detailing our actions So we know exactly how we're going to behave in the moment when we don't feel like it. And that's so helpful because sometimes the commitment is easy and a no brainer. And sometimes you're like, Oh, this is really hard. And you have to lean on that commitment to remind yourself even when other emotions are coming up for you. And they will. (laughs) Just like being in a committed relationship, there will be times when you are angry or frustrated and the commitment reminds you that you want to try to work it out. You can see how handy it is in that context because sometimes you'll have a doozy of a fight and that commitment is a vital tether that reminds you that you want to work this out, right? So the first commitment I want you to make is that you decide that you will figure this out. And what does that commitment look like? You're going to continue trying things. You're going to continue learning. You're going to continue observing yourself and learning more about yourself and your relationship to sugar. Keep asking yourself what's going on in my brain. Commit to doing whatever you can to figure this out. And then you may want to make more commitments. And we'll talk further about how you make commitments or what commitments you want to make. We're going to talk about that in the other skills, but related to our why, maybe you want to commit to reading that why and feeling that why on a regular basis, maybe daily, twice a day, three times a day, or make a commitment to work on writing that why and really keep working on it until you write one that creates and evokes the feeling that's going to be useful to you because that why is your unique key. It's a powerful tool to pull you towards your goal. But it takes some thoughtfulness. It takes some introspection. It takes some experimentation. Try it out. See if it feels right. So that's your assignment for today is to ask yourself some questions. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? What's the positive vision of what your life will look like when you have your sugar consumption under control? And why is that important to you? Keep asking yourself why, 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 why? 
until you get to a statement that really helps you feel powerfully motivated to work on this, to figure this out. And I know you can, but that commitment is the first step and that why will help you get there. I'll talk to you later. So you listened to the whole episode and maybe you're left wondering, but how does this apply to me, Helena? Glad you asked. Sign up for a free coaching call and we can talk about it. I work with people one-on-one and I want to give you a taste of that by actually helping you for 30 minutes. So go to my website, thesugaraddictcoach.com and get on my schedule. Talk to you soon.